welcome back to the super. This week I am joined by your United commentator Lauren Johnson and Kilmarnock fan Craig Anderson. Hi Lauren, thanks for joining me. Yeah, no worries, Derek. Thanks for having me. How have you been getting on? Yeah, good. I'm enjoying the, the football being back. Yeah, it's been good. Um, it's, it wasn't too long a gap from, from Scotland uh, getting put out to, to air getting started, <laughs> so um, it's not been so bad. No, it's certainly filled a gap, but it seems ages since since their last played, so good, to, good to get back watching it. Um, you, obviously, you do the you do the commentary at Somerset, so nice yeah. to get, get in and see them in the flesh this season. Yeah, fortunately, uh, last season I was one of the lucky few um, mm-hmm. that got in to pretty much all the home games, and then uh, I've kind of continued it this season. So yeah, it's good to be back, and it's good to be good to be in. Cool. Um, so just gonna start off just by kind of wrapping up a bit of a last season since the uh, kind of stopped the pod a bit early. So we were uh, we, we were right in the, the relegation mire at the, the time. Um, I think the next match was a hilarious jaunt to, to our growth. Uh, <laughs> 4-0 didn't, didn't turn up. Um, but basically things almost improved with a couple of terrible draws near the end and that was enough to see <laughs> Stay up. Uh, yeah, well, one goal difference, I think, wasn't it? So yeah, um, as as much as we were determined to to throw it away on the on the night, but we Josh Todd, uh, the man who nobody ever saw, um, <laughs> kept us up. How's yeah, your a... How's your take on on last season's squads? Um, it was a it was a tough one. I think when it, when. It, first sign there was a lot of players you thought it's a good signing it's a shaping up to be a good season but for whatever reason whether it was a squad imbalance or whatever it was it just never really shaped up that way and towards as the season went on you kept thinking we'll get out of it we'll get out of it we'll get out of it and it just never turned this the season never really turned in our favour and I think when the, the Arbroath game that you're talking about that was probably the toughest 90 minutes I've ever watched and watching it that day you thought that's that's it it's, it was like watching a team who would be playing League One football the next season, but as you said, they struggled through the last couple of games and, and managed to get a couple of draws. I think it was, was it Queen of the South. And then one of the places that I'd have said you don't want to have to go and get a result in the last night of the season, Inverness, that was where we, we left. But in fairness, we, we did go up there with it in our own hands and um, they, by hook or by crook, got out of it. And as you said, a late goal, but it was it was a tough watch. And towards the end of the season, it was, I mean, by goal difference, we stayed up. So it was. It certainly wasn't a lot in it. Um, yeah. And even between the bottom three, it really could have been anybody getting into the, the last few games. So um, fortunately, even managed to avoid the playoffs, which at one point never looked very likely either. So in fairness yeah. to the players, they, they came through in the end, but it certainly it was a it was a tough season. Um the there was a bit of there was a bit of kind of thought that uh, our broth and Morton would uh, just play a draw that would probably suit them, and they did get a draw in the end. But um, I had that game on at the same time, and they were kicking lumps at each other. <laughs> there was no way that they were playing to just have a draw. Uh, there would have been a, quite a few sore heads after that one the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, as well as I said, we went up there in our own hands, and we managed. We did it the hard way, right enough, but. Um, 
but we did it, and thankfully we're, we're watching Championship football again again this season. Yeah, um, I mean, as as much as I was critical, um, job done for David Hopkins. He he was pretty clear, um, and he, he used the kind of same quote a few times that they're trying to get out of a situation. Um, that not of his making and just doing anything they can to get out of it. And he did get out of it. And we're still a championship club for the for the season ahead. So he definitely deserves something for that, at least. Whether the, the way that we, we got out of it was satisfactory or not is is another thing. Um, but obviously with a new season and being a new uh, a new manager who hadn't had a chance really to bring anyone in, you get a bit of a clean slate in the summer to some extent. Um, and he's started building his own squad. Uh, what do you make of the, the signings that he's he's brought in? Yeah, I think um, obviously just not well today he brought in um, the forward player, I think O'Connor, um, yeah. and then he brought in Maxwell yesterday. So I think the forward areas probably are some of the people were looking at in the last couple of days to say, what well, are we going to sign? Are we going to sign? And thankfully, he has brought someone in. I think the type of guy he is, he's, he started for the back and he built for the back. He's got yeah. two. Um, full-time goalkeepers, which I think is a good thing to have. Um, nothing against the lone goalkeepers because they've done well for us, but I think he early on said that he wanted a goalkeeper that was at the club and the club's own goalkeeper. So he's went and got two of them. So I think that's um, fair play. And a goalkeeper who was highly thought of in the league last year as well um, yeah. in, in McAdam. So, yeah, and then obviously building for the back. He's brought some players in. As anything, they're going to split their opinion. Um, a, a lot of fans with a lot to say about the players he's brought in, but We've got to be given a chance to do well for for here. Um and I think I think they will be. I think um, particularly the last couple of games will go a long way to that. I think they've earned a chance um, for for here. But I mean, it was a clean slate for for a certain degree. But obviously, a lot of players in a two year deal, so he was left with a lot of a last year's squad. Some of them, I think, um, for me anyway, Paddy Reading in the last couple of months has really came on. So having him in a two year deal is a, a good thing. Then getting into this season and. Um, some of them you want to see a wee bit more of the likes of Joe Chalmers if he could show the performance he showed at Inverness on the last night of the season then fair enough but it took us all season to maybe get that performance yeah. um, <laughs> out of him but he, had, he has a clean slate to some degree um, and I think the players he's brought in some of them fairly unknown unknown quantities um, Adelaide up front I, I can't say I knew much about him before he signed but he's already becoming a bit of a fan's favourite um, so I think you just need to wait and see how they gel and how they come in. I certainly think he, he's obviously brought in a couple, but interesting to see if he looks to bring in um, any more. I know Muirhead's played in the middle of the park the last couple of games, and I'm kind of interested to see whether that's where he sees him playing as the season goes on, or whether he does see him dropping back into defence. I'm wondering if, uh, wondering that myself, um, he, he kind of suits the role sometimes. I guess it depends who you're playing against. Um, he's He's quite good being a bit of an enforcer, a bit of a bully in there, but he, he does lack a wee bit when you've got somebody similar to himself coming up against him. Uh, I always feel, I can't remember which game it was, it might have been against Infermline. He was playing in there at the end of last season and he, he just bounced off a boy that he wasn't taking it, where in a lot of the games he was, he was just running over the top of people and he was a bit quiet. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, Hopkin is apparently uh, just. I saw a tweet not too long before we started recording. He was talking to Voice and he's saying he's trying to get two strikers in still. Uh, yeah, I've seen that. I think the boy Connor. I think he's more of a winger, which yeah. 
when I read it. Um, Irish mess here, apparently. Well, and he says he'll bring something different. So um, <laughs> I think the signings as well that he's brought in the last couple of days, interesting. He always seemed to shape up with three five two last year, but yeah. the signings that he's brought in, and then towards the tail end of the group stages, we were kind of changing for that. We were moving away for that, and it almost seemed to be kind of four at the back with Muirhead in front. Um, and I think the signings he's brought in look as if he's maybe going to move away from that 3-5-2, but um, maybe just giving himself the options. And I, again, interested to see how it, how that one moves forward. Yeah, I mean, even with the uh, when they were playing the 4-5-1, you still had Muirhead dropping in the, the centre, the, the two centre-backs, and creating a five at times. Um, it gives you that option, I guess. And in the Hamilton game, he, he brought uh, Fjortov on for his debut. And, and changed it up. I guess it's I guess it's better to be to have a squad that's comfortable playing in different uh, formations. Because if you if you don't and you just go with one, you get a little bit the the more kind of negative time of when McCall was manager, where we had the one thing we can do. Whereas sometimes it's it's good to be able to mix it up. Some if it's not working, you can just change it properly and, and really go for the throat. Yeah, and he's certainly brought in players that, that are capable of that. I mean, he's obviously lost a few as well. And McEwen going, he was one I thought last year had real quality about him. Mm-hmm. Um, but then whether he fits into this different style of play, I'm not sure. But he probably earned his move in the end. He did well for us and he showed a bit of quality. But I think, obviously, Dundee came calling and he's, he's quite right to go. But um, obviously, trying to replace that type of quality is difficult. But he's certainly brought in players. I mean, I know he's brought in four or five to Morton, but... Certainly shown that they work hard enough for him so far. Um, yeah. And maybe that's where we lacked a wee bit last year. We had a lot of players who come in who were branded as good footballers, but maybe not enough that would work hard and, and do the other side of the game. So hopefully, um, if he can strike the balance with the, the players that he's brought in, and hopefully, as you're saying, if he can add one or two more, then then it leaves us in a good position. Yeah. Um, you were obviously saying about the, the goalies at the start. Um McAdams for me was probably the best goalkeeper in the, the championship uh, last season. Craig Gordon was was great, but uh, he doesn't get wasn't getting worked anywhere near to the same level as McAdams, and he was he was brilliant. I mean, the the opening game uh, against Morton that we uh, hilariously lost in the end. Um, he, I forgot about that. <laughs> he was. Really good in that game. Um, I hadn't paid much attention to him before then. Um, I hadn't started this, so I hadn't been paying as much individual attention to, to some of the players. And he, he really stood out for me that day. And that's a bit of a coup. I know he's been injured. He looked, I, I made it into the, the Albion Rovers game, and he, he did look injured while he was playing that. There was, um, I think McGinty and Muirhead were taking goal kicks for him. And you could see either he's absolutely terrible at penalties or that was an injured guy just just playing out the, the rest of the game, the way he was going down. It was uh, it was pretty uncomfortable watching him try to go for them. So I'm presuming that he's just working his way back to fitness for the, the injury that kept him out in the playoffs for Morton. Yeah, you would think so. And then obviously it kept him out in the group stage for us after the game you're talking yeah. about. So, um, But again, I think that Fair play to Hopkins going out and getting two goalkeepers because then you, you weren't scrambling about trying to fix someone in at the last minute. There was somebody there ready to go in and, and replace him. And um, fairness to Albinson, he's done whatever he had to do. He, he did it fairly comfortably. And 
Um, I think McAdams probably was signed to be the number one, so we will be looking for him to come back into fitness, mm-hmm. um, going into the going into the command like game on Monday night. So, but as you said, that to go and sign him, and I think there was a lot of other clubs, fans of other clubs as well, said that they would have quite like uh, their teams to have went for McAdams. So, um, fair play to him. We went and got him, and a lot, a lot of players that have played for him before seem to say that they really want to play for him. So. Um, that I think was one of the things that McAdam said as well. So it bodes well, hopefully. Um, yeah. But hopefully, you can recover for that injury, and then you can have both goalkeepers pushing for that number one spot. Yeah, I mean, Al- Albinson's looked quite quite steady since we've got him in. Um, obviously, there's doesn't there's only so flashy you can be as a goalkeeper and stand out, but. Um, we haven't conceded a goal yet, and he's played the majority of the games, so he's got to take a he's got to take a big bit of credit for that. Uh, he's certainly made his saves and played his part, um, so he, he looks like a good addition. Um, in front of him, you've got the the two the two Morton boys. We've not seen much of Fjordov, but we've seen McGinty, um, who was quite a unaligned signing, should we say? Uh, we've all seen Sean McGinty before. We've we've seen. Um, We've seen what he can be capable of, and fortunately, we've seen none of that so far. He's he's been pretty good and steady. Um, he only maybe had one wee brain fart moment where he went to chest the ball against Hamilton and got away with it, and it was fine. But he's he's played in a defence. He's started every game, and it's not conceded any goals. It's barely conceded a shot, to be honest. Yeah, he started he started well, and I think there was a lot made of it when we signed him, but. In fairness to him, every club he's been at, the managers have played him, they've started him, and they've all they've all seen something in him. So it's easy for all of us to say, oh, why are we signing him? What's he going to bring in? But there's people out there more qualified than us have seen something in him for a long time. So, and so far, as you said, we've seen what they've seen so far. So fingers crossed it stays that way. And um, I think, in fairness, he probably has brought in a couple of guys, particularly from the back, that are leaders and they'll, they'll lead the team when it's not going well and you need things to kind of, things are going against you in a game, he's brought in guys that can mm-hmm. that can kind of grab the game by the scruff of the neck and, and motivate them run about them. So the more of them you've got, and I think Fortler seems like the same kind of character, I've not seen a lot of them, but when he came in against Hamilton, he, he looked comfortable enough and he's yeah. obviously played with McAdams and McGinty before, which which will hopefully help us going forward as well, but it been so far so good with, with McGinty. Yeah, so far so good. Uh, he shut me right up, so fair play, Sean, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Nick McAllister who have not seen anything of him he's he's off injured at the moment so we'll find out a little bit more about him as the season progresses I guess um, and that pretty much uh, James Maxwell signed on loan yesterday um, he's going to I presume not compete for a place with Paddy Redding uh, I'm presuming that Hopkins got something up his sleeve there because that's Two, two players that are too good for one of them to be sitting on the bench. So he's got a plan there. Um, certainly one of them will be playing further forward, I'm presuming, or something else. I don't know. But um, yeah, so that's pretty much the defence. Um, you've still got Jordan Houston, um, Paddy Redding, obviously. He's he, he really picked up when Hopkins came in. I felt um, he he obviously really took to whatever Hopkins was selling. He he was definitely buying it. It wasn't so great under Kerr. I had there was one of the games where Kerr called him a shite bag when he was uh, when he was on the park, and 
it was it was fair. Um, there was there was wasn't much that could really be argued against that. He'd jumped out about three or four tackles in the game, and that was quite a fair and regular occurrence. But since Hopkins come in, he's been quite strong in the tackle and ready to just jump up and down the flank, happy to to sprint back instead of making his way back. He'll. So yeah, he's he's really turned around. He's probably the one player in the team who's night and day since Hopkins came in that was already there. Yeah, and I think well, when he first came in, Hopkins he, he definitely favoured the sort of three-five-two with the wing back, and I don't know whether it's maybe just the added, you know, pressure of him having to go forward and having to get back. He's really you're down that side pretty much by himself. You've got you've got both sides of the game to do, and certainly. I think it was again. Was it Edinburgh City a couple of weeks ago? I was raving about him because I thought he was he was brilliant and he was for that position one of our biggest goal threats. And I think he won he won the corner that led to was it the opening goal maybe or the city yeah. the one that came for the corner eventually. Um, and he put the corner in and he was everywhere. He was taking free kicks, throw-ins, corners. He was forward. He was back. And as you said, I, I think he's the one that since Hopkins came in has really moved on a level and, and he's really taken to whatever Hopkins trying to do. Yeah. Um, in midfield, we've um, starting wise got Muirhead still playing defensive midfield. Uh, Andy Murdoch, he's uh, he's another twelve months on for his injury, and it's starting to show. I feel um, as much as there was poor football from him last season, I, I do generally think he's a he's a really good option in in there, and it's no coincidence that as time goes on, he's returning to more of what we, we saw before. Um, and besides, and beside there, um, occasionally Joe Chalmers, uh, one day maybe we'll see that something akin to that night in Inverness again, maybe not. Um, but I, it's, that's, that's kind of the, the base of our team and it's, it is fairly solid. I don't see as, don't see us getting a pasting off anyone really this season. I, no, I, I think the midfield, I, again, I think Muirhead, as you said, he, he can do a job in there. Um, and we've got so so many centre-halves that it's, is that where he's going to play? Is that where Hopkins sees him? And then obviously we spoke a wee bit about McAllister and he's an interesting one because we don't really know where he sees him because he can play at full-back, he can play centre-half, he can play in the middle of the park. So um, there's maybe an area, as you said, Murdoch coming in and then I think Hewitt coming in and doing as well as he has done over the last couple of weeks you kind of wonder if there was maybe plans to bring somebody else in and then Hewitt's come in and done so well that he's thought well he's an option in there um, again another one that between him and Paddy Redding I don't know who was better against Edinburgh City both of them mm-hmm. um, were, were really good and he seems to have kind of filled out a bit and um, he's, he seems to be ready for, for whatever challenge he's going to face under, under Hopkins and been really, really impressed with him. So he has an option in the, the middle of the park. I think there's a lot of fans maybe calling for somebody else to be signed in there, um, whether it's for a bit of cover or maybe to provide a bit of creativity, because I'm not sure how much of that is coming for that central midfield area at the moment. But you would maybe have the hope that um, if they can get the right wing backs in position and the right forwards in there, that just having enough in there to move the ball on and, and get it into those forward areas would help. But I don't think it would do any harm to have another attacking option in the in the middle of the park. I think it'd be nice. It just it's 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 all money, isn't it? We've got yeah. we've got Joe Chalmers there, and that's the job he's meant to do. And whether budget wise, that just means that that 
he continues to be the guy that's, that's there to do it or whether they can actually afford to squeeze another body in to, to yeah. do it. It might help her. I think it was times Joe Chalmers last year was asked to do almost the role Adam Muirhead has been asked to do, and I don't know <laughs> how well suited he is to that. So if you've got somebody there like Muirhead to win the ball and just give it to Chalmers and let him go and, and go forward with it, rather than worrying about him being the one to win it back, and if you've got somebody like Muirhead who can do that side of the game and then give it in to the likes of Chalmers, then hopefully that then helps him. Because he's, he's, got, he's got quality Chalmers, he's got the ability to, to play the passes that you need and his set pieces can be great but um, maybe just at times was in the wrong the wrong role and maybe asked to do too much at times last year Yeah, definitely um, Further forwards um, we've got we've got Cammy uh, Salkild um, again one, another of the kind of Sean McGinty mould that was a bit generally concerning from, from the fans point of view but um, so far He's not really done anything um, extraordinary. I mean, he got the goal, but he's pretty much come as advertised, and that's been a good thing rather than a, a bad thing. Um, we just needed somebody just to take it aft. Just looked like looked like the team just needed somebody to graft at times, and his grafting has really come off. I was a wee bit uh, worried in the Albion Hoffers game because <laughs> there was a point where. He won the ball back in midfield and he looked up to play it to Tommy Adelaide and set him through and he just kicked the ball uh, straight up there and that, that was it. <laughs> they took the ball back <laughs> and went on the attack. <laughs> but um, playing sailing since that game, he's, he was really good against Edinburgh City and he, he took his goal very well against Hamilton. Yeah, absolutely. As you said, he kind of, he, he does what, he, what we were told he would do and he, as I think when you compare it to last season, maybe saying that's what we never had. Some players who would do that and somebody in the forward area of the pitch that will do it. And Because mm-hmm. um, he, he chases everything. Does the, he goes and hustles and harries defenders and puts them under pressure. And you, there's three or four times each game that you're winning the ball so high up the pitch because he's going and doing it and he's winning it and starting attacks for there. And he almost, I felt against Edinburgh City, he almost did Adeloy's running for him. He let Adeloy play the role of a, of a number nine, if you like. And then, he just worked so hard round about him that Adelaide's game was so simple, just to go and be the striker and try and get in the box. And certainly, I've, I've been impressed with him so far. I think he's something that we're, we're missing and we have been missing. And it's uh, so far, again, a good addition. We're very early on, obviously, but mm-hmm. the signs at the moment from Sal Keldon and the job that he's expected to do, he'll, he'll do it well enough. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, while, while you're mentioning Adelaide, I might as well mention him. Um, I've been really impressed with, with Adeloye. I don't always think that a striker needs to be flying about the part and harrying people, especially if you've got two two players either side of you who can do that for you. You can stand and take up the positions that you're hoping a defender will make a mistake. And I've not really seen too many strikers who just don't have to gamble. They just stand pretty much still and the defenders are crumbling. <laughs> He yeah. must have some bizarre presence that's, <laughs> that's just throwing them off. 
see to be fair, see as soon as defenders are facing their own goal and he's chasing them down, they look so uncomfortable trying to defend yeah. against them. And I think just like I say, how many times last year did we complain about having nobody in the box that would just be in the right place at the right time? And now we've got somebody willing to be there in the right place at the right time and then you get oh he's not he's not running enough, he's not working hard enough. But well, if Salkill's there to do that bit for him and he stands between the posts and scores he's 10, 15 goals a season, then that's his job. That's what he's there for. So I am not I totally agree with you so far. As I said, didn't know much about him um when he got there, but um he's certainly brought some um and he's got a bit of skill about him and more so more than anything, he's got a bit of presence and um obviously got off the mark with his two goals against um Edinburgh City and they were right place, right time for him and in a striker's position, first one for the corner, second one was the cutback for McKenzie, I think. Um, or just in the right place at the right time to, to in the striker's position to go and put the ball in the net. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd be very surprised if he's not in double figures at the end of the season. Um, he, he just he looks like he's the it looks like he's the real deal, and he looks like he's the perfect foil for the game that Hopkin likes to play. Um, I, I I really rate him. I think he'll be he'll be good. It depends, obviously, what happens with who we get in uh, as well. We, we might find somebody that that works really well alongside them and push him even higher than the just the double figures route. But at the moment, without uh, without anyone signed, I'd I'd be having him on at least ten goals. The the worry is, I suppose, at the moment that if he gets injured. Or, or whatever, then who takes his place and what happens? But <laughs> maybe not go down that road at the moment. We'll keep our fingers crossed that he stays fit, and because um, he certainly looks a handful and he looks a threat. But he's he's going to, as you said, hopefully there's somebody that can come in that can even just take a bit of pressure um, off of him and and can step in if and when needed um, to to sort of give him a, a break. Yeah, uh, I mean he's he's probably he's a couple of weeks behind everyone else. Hopkins tells us, and you've seen him um, you've seen him going down in every every game so far because uh, he's taking a kick in. So he's he's probably still got a, a few weeks till he can reach his his top level as well, which which could be scary. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the other man kind of on the front line so far for us this season, uh, Mark McKenzie, who's still. Kind of progressing with us from the from the academy, he had quite a big season last last season for him. Um, was involved in almost every game and in some way, doing lots of different roles. Um, he's he's been more out wide so far this season and going centrally when Adelaide's gone off because there's nobody else. Uh, <laughs> he's he's been quite good so far. Um, not necessarily. Anything to have any breaking breaking news kind of over, but he's been steady. Yeah, and he, he works hard enough. And um, one of the things that Hopkins said about him at the tail end of last season was he's the sort of player you want at the club because he's so committed. And um, you know, played with a broken nose or something at the end of last yeah, yeah, year. Yeah. There was some where he, he played through it, and um, Hopkins said he's exactly the type of guy that he, he wants at the club. And um, he'll always work hard enough. He'll always get that. And he showed. He, he, Kind of a wee eye for goal. Um, he's maybe not going to be that 10-15 goal striker. Um, but if he can if he can work hard enough and, and do his job in the position that Hopkins asked him to do and even chip in with a couple of goals here and there, then I think it'd be a fairly successful season for him. Yeah, I, th- I think that's I think that's partly why it 
at least it might appear to me anyway that uh, that's why Hopkins trying him out a little bit wide, um, play him as a forward, but play wide because you're not going to score the goals, but you can still you can still be a big part of the team going forward and use the use the things that are good in your game. Um, so I think we'll see more of them in that kind of role. Um, so that that's been the that's been the main players that have uh, shown for us so far this season in the, the Premier Sports Cup. Uh, <laughs> so what, what have you made of the, the group stage so far? Um, I think there's maybe alarm bells ringing after Albion Rovers from a few people and um, probably Hopkins included. That He came out and he said he, he wasn't happy with it. it. It wasn't good enough and he would um, demand better from his players and he does strike me as the type of guy who would demand better. I don't think he would accept that level um, regularly um, and I think from, from then on obviously the, the Edinburgh City game I thought we were really good for what we had to do I thought we played really well and there were certain players that showed up I think Muirhead in that role we're talking about was mm-hmm. excellent that night and he really probably was the one that allowed Paddy Redding to get as far forward as what he was um, and I think the way we played in that showed a style of football that we can play that because we very rarely went for back to front and if we did, it was done in a way that players were following it up and winning the second ball or whatever. So I think there was positive signs that night. Um, and then to to go to Hamilton um, and win was a, was a good result. And probably a slightly different type of performance. Um, we obviously got the goal. It was a good finish from, from Sal Keld. Um, and then uh, as the game went on, they had more and more of the ball and you thought, oh no. But everything was still in front of us. In fairness, there was never really anything... And he changed the shape. He went three five two, and or kind of that sort of shape. And once he did that, it seemed to take the sting out of their game a little bit. And we never really seemed troubled. And then obviously a convincing three 0 win against Falkirk, which sees you you top the group and and move on to the next round. Yeah, um, he did kind of change the he changed the formation that um, from the 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 Albion Rovers game. He kind of went with, with the kind of the hop ball style formation in that game and it didn't work. And obviously he, he did come out and, and say it's not good enough, etc. And he changed it. So fair play because um if we were watching any, almost any more games like that Albion Rovers one, never mind who you're playing against. If we're playing against anyone set up like that the players just went there to be able to do the job that he wanted them to do um, and that kind of set up and he's read it and he's changed he's changed into the more kind of 4-5-1 and 4-5-1 4-3-3 kind of element um, and that, that's really working for us as you're saying was that the football is good it's not it's not turgid it's not completely back to front um, the Hamilton game was was a really nice uh, balance where they they were happy to go and attack and keep the ball and, and go for Hamilton. And then we got the goal and they were still they still wanted to, but as as the game wore on, we, we were happy to become the more defensive team. And at, as you're saying, it was all in front of us, but it, it felt like it was manufactured by us to. We, we we had the confidence that we were just going to see it out and we would just come back and what are you going to do? Um, yeah, certainly. And 
I, I didn't think at any point we looked under any great threat from no. them. Um, we looked fairly fairly comfortable. And as you said, I think that change in shape going into the Edinburgh City game, it helped. Um, and we definitely seen... Because I, I think fans going into that were almost thinking, what am I going to watch? Like, am I going to put myself through another 90 minutes similar to the Albion Rovers one? Where the general I think, consensus was we were solid, but we just had nothing nothing going forward and nothing was coming off for us. So to then, in fairness to him, to recognise it and to change it and to find something that, oh, I mean, obviously got a, you've got, just playing a, a team in a lower division, so you would think you would go and take the game to them at home. But having just watched what we'd watched, it was it was quite a turnaround to then go and um, that night they just looked at it right for the first minute. They looked dangerous and looked as if um, they would, we would win the game. And then, as you said, Hamilton, that, that was a for me, the first marker as to where we were at, because they're in, they're in the same league. So uh, they've obviously just come down for the, the top division and now that was how, how are we going to compete with them? Because they're at a pretty similar level. I don't think anybody expects Hamilton to win the, the league no. um, <laughs> at all. Um, maybe one or two, but they might be Hamilton fans, I don't know. But um, certainly it was a, a good benchmark for us, I think, to go and, and compete and as you said, everything was in, was in front of us and a lot of that came down to the way that we, the way we shaped up. And as you said, I think with it, especially the players that we've got, you probably, Hopkins probably fancies them to be able to defend like that and to be able to, um, maybe what we, again, we couldn't do last year, which was just grind out the hard wins and, and take the 1-0 and, and move on for there. And they did that well um, against Hamilton. And yeah, fair play to them. They worked really hard and, and they got the reward at the end of the game. Yeah, um, I've just realised that when I was going over everyone, I didn't mention Jack Baird um, in, the, in the team, and I just I just wanted to actually go back and say because I was very harsh on Jack Baird last season, and he's been very good in all of the games so far. He hasn't put a foot wrong, so I just wanted to quickly nip back and actually say that because it's one thing to to criticise folk; it's another to pretend <laughs> I'm not doing well. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Things things are things are looking at least solid at Somerset Park. Um, there's 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 room for some optimism at least just now. Um, we've got the the two new signings that we've so far that we mentioned this week, um, Maxwell and O'Connor. Um, they will definitely help us getting forward. Maxwell, I think, got five goals in the championship last season. He would have at least come close to being our top goal scorer. <laughs> <laughs> He's a left back, so yeah. Uh, if he can, if he can bring even half of that to the team this season, we'll be we'll be doing well going forward. Uh, O'Connor, a bit of an unknown quantity, known as the the Irish Messi in his younger days. Um, I haven't really checked him out yet um, because he was signed while I was at my work, and I've come straight home to do this, so I've not really had too much time to kind of nip into Y Scout and have a look at what he's up to, but. He seems to be a wide player, so that's something that the, the team definitely needs. Yeah, and I think when I was reading what Hopkins was saying, he seems to be quite pacey, um, able mm. to take the ball and um, will hopefully take a bit of responsibility and go and run at players and um, and get past them. And I think as well, to be able to carry the team maybe 30, 40 yards up the pitch when they're under a bit of pressure um, would, would be useful. <laughs> Because I think we've lacked that as well. Players that are willing to take the ball on, and I always felt last season we were quite slow and yeah, going for yeah. to defending to to going forward. So if you've got somebody who's willing and able to take the ball on and go and run at people and and drag you forward and up the pitch, then 
Um, and we were fans were crying out for more attacking options. So he's he's went and he's he's brought him in, and we can only hope that he's going to he's going to produce um, something like what what Hopkins obviously hoping he can. Yeah, that was one of the weirder things about last season, obviously, because Mark Kerr would talk about wanting to get the ball forward quickly, but um, the pace wasn't there to be able to actually see that out, and that was that was so regularly seen. Like Cammy Smith, for example, was probably our best player. Um, when he was there but so often you would see him try to run away from a defender and he'd get about five yards and the centre-back would have bypassed him been round the other side and ready to tackle him <laughs> it was, yeah, they liked a bit of pace aye, there, was, there was no pace but we've certainly seemed like quite a quick quite a quick team in places this season um, so is there other than the, the two two strikers that Hopkins talking about in the centre midfield that you mentioned. Is there anything else that you think that we need to, to strengthen for going going for the forward for the rest of the season? I think you've got, we spoke about it, I think defensively you're, you're pretty much sorted. You've got cover in there in all sorts of positions and um, I think that there's a lot of competition for places back there and there's a bit of strength and depth um, which you're, you're sorted at. I think the midfield, I think you could probably get by with it. I think you probably are, there's enough in there that they could um, probably see see through until at least January when you could look at it again and say, um, I, as I said, I don't think it would hurt to have another one in there that, to be another option in the forward side of the game. Because um, I think some of them are maybe more suited. Muirhead certainly suited more to the defensive side. Murdoch's quite a hard worker, but you don't often see him. scored a couple of goals, but you don't often see him in the forward side of the game. Hewitt seems to be a fairly similar mould, works hard, is, is willing to go forward, but maybe isn't sort of a, a goal scorer for midfield, if you like. So yeah. Chalmers, we spoke about, has got the quality in there to, to go and unlock defences and, and whatever. But I don't think it would hurt to have another forward player. But if he can get the, the two strikers in, then it gives them options and it gives them options to move players and to, to play different systems and players in different positions. Um, I think Salkeld is one of those players that you could play him anywhere and he would he would do a shift for you, he would work hard. And mm -hmm. so I think McAllister as well is one that you we've not seen him yet. So it's easier just to forget he's still to step in there and as a bit of utility player if you like. Um can play anywhere. So I think if Hopkins talking about two strikers, then if he can get them, then great. Even even I think at this point one would be would be good going into the season. But certainly from where we are now, um I would certainly be much more confident in going ahead and, and starting the season on Monday. Yeah. Um, well, on, on Monday, when we, when we do start the season against them, um, what's, your, what's your thoughts ahead of this spectacle? Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's a good one to, well, is a good one to start with. I don't know. I think one of those, it's, from a crowd point of view, it's not a good one to start with. Um, you'd have rather maybe it been a few weeks later down the line and you might have you might have, who knows, we could put full crowds, but then you don't really know, but mm. you might have at least have had some away fans in the ground. So it's disappointing that you're not going to get any air fans in there. It, I don't know. I mean, obviously only the players could tell you how much that really does affect the game, but you would think it would have some bearing on it. We nearly 4,000 uh, home fans and, and no away fans there, but <laughs> it probably have a different sense to it than any derby before. I, I don't know if there's ever been a derby played with, uh, under kind of these conditions before we we know away crowds allowed at all, um, but it's one of those that players they've they've showed up well enough the last few weeks. There's players there. I think Kamal have recruited 
some decent enough players, but there, a lot of them, um, I think they're still maybe saying they're lacking the goal scorer, maybe a wee bit like herself. Um, although we've obviously had a like coming in, maybe helps a wee bit with that. So I, I don't... <laughs> I don't think there's anything to be feared. I'm trying to be careful what I'm saying here because it could come right back. But um, I don't think there's anything to be fearing. And I think if the players can go and show up the way they have done the last few weeks, they, they can certainly go and, and give it a go. Yeah. Um, I, I, think the, I think we're on for a, a contest, at least, at Rugby Park. Yeah. Um, Usually the home team wins in their Derby. Um, it's pretty rare you get an away win in modern times anyway. I don't know about further back because I wasn't alive, but uh, in times that I've been there, um, it's pretty much a home win central. So hopefully we can uh, we can break the break the habit of a lifetime um, and find a way to to beat them because that would be the that'd be the perfect way for Hopkins to, to really just have everyone on side. Um, he's, he's done all, the, he's done all the, the right things so far in terms of getting folk back on side. So this would be the, the perfect tonic. Yeah, so. 100%. And I think going into it, um, as we said, defensively solid, but he's maybe now got the extra couple of additions that might allow us to go and um, be an attacking threat in the game as well. And it's, mm-hmm. it's the your opening game of the season and I think you just for me you just you go for it <laughs> whether you will or not it's a different thing but I think you you, you go for it the sort of game it is I, I've never seen them play in the league anyway I'm too young for it but I think it's you've got four league games this season against um, against them and I, I mean them coming down and us staying up I think that was that was the added incentive for a lot of fans Was there's a chance here that they're coming down so we need to be there for it for it happening, and we are. And I mean, what really did we have a lot to lose going into it? I don't know. It's a wee game, first game of the season. I yeah. think you go for it, and you see where it takes you. There's, there's nothing to lose in this one. Uh, you get the beauty the beauty of being in the same league as them is you get another three shots if it doesn't quite work out. Yeah. Whereas normally it's been a cup competition, and it's on this day or never. So. Aye, I think yeah, you've got to give it something. I'd imagine we being the wayside, we will at least be aiming to frustrate them a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll certainly not be as, uh, as forward thinking as you are against like say, Edinburgh City, but no. c- certainly we've got to we've got to have a wee bit of a go in it. Um, otherwise, you're just you're just looking at going there for the nil nil, um, and that's not an option. <laughs> yeah, and I think getting into the. Going into the season, Kamala are probably one of the favourites. I think them and Dunfermline are kind of been talked up and um, I think at one point Inverness have been spoken about it a little bit. But I think you would look at um, Kamala and Dunfermline as being the, the two teams that are expected to go and challenge um, for mm-hmm. the for the title. And I know that, I mean, I think Cameron, Ennis Cameron, has been given a chance up there now. He did well um, for Alloa in the, the second part of last season. Never quite worked yep. for whatever reason when he was with us, but when he went to Alloa, he'd done well. And, think it's something different but I think you've also then got to look at it as we must have one of the tallest defences in that league so to go and compete with a a big striker shouldn't be um, shouldn't be a massive issue but it's then the players round about them but I I think it's just one of those they've recruited some decent players that have all played at a decent level and that have got through this league before but what you got to lose just go and as you said if you lose this one you've got three more chances to 
to see where, where it takes you. But fingers crossed, it's a, it's a big one to start with, and is the it's early bragging rights, I suppose, mm. as the as the league goes on. Huh? You got a score prediction then? Two one here. Two one here. I've been wrong every single one I've done of these on the podcast. <laughs> Not even, never mind the score. The other teams won every time. So <laughs> I'm going to go for 4 0 to come on. Oh, there's a goal. It's never in doubt now. Never in doubt. Never in doubt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, thank you very much for joining me. No, thank you very much for having me. And now I'm joined by Craig Anderson. Uh, hi Craig, how you doing? I'm alright, how are you doing Derek? Aye, not too bad man. Good that the football's finally back. Um, it was a long two weeks or whatever it was without any. Yeah, I mean I was lucky, I, I got down to, to, um, to Rugby Park for the two home games, which was good, first time back in a while and it's, yeah, it's, it's just good to, good to be sitting there in the stadium or, you know, watching watching football, it feels a wee bit closer to being, being back to normal. Yeah, um, that's a wee bit different to, to my watching football last season. Um, I got to go and uh, couldn't have felt anything, anything less normal. Just felt like a, an alien just sat there in some weird experiment. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah, it's, it's, what the, the two managers that we had last season were. It's, it's, it's a spoiler it's to set up in Scotland for for folk watching it, so it's just like it's just not it's not real when it. Um, but which which means I'm I'm using that to basically claim our relegation didn't happen basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, back really abnormal circumstances, so doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've got you on to to talk about Kilmarnock a wee bit, our next opponents. Um, meeting on Monday night in front of uh, a few thousand Kilmarnock fans. Yeah, so I, I I think that was really unfortunate because I was hoping they were going to get a slightly bigger number because I think I think most Kelly fans would have preferred some Air fans to be there. I think it, it makes for the atmosphere. It's for me, it's, it's the best derby in Scotland, and it would have been good to have some Air fans in the stadium. Fortunately, we'll, we'll hopefully get another go at it later in the season where hopefully we, we can get you know I, I was going to say a full rugby park. It's never full, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and get some of your fans along because yeah, I think it will still be a it will still be a great atmosphere. Certainly a much better atmosphere than than the the two cup games. But it would have been nice to have um, to have a, just some some contrast there. You know, some fans yeah. in both ways. I, and I never really like a game when there's only one set of fans there. It kind of it's like when you go and watch Scotland play like San Marino or something, and it's just yeah. there's no there's not there's not that back and forth. Aye, there's no there's no kind of electricity in the air, uh, nothing to nothing to bounce off at all. But I'm sure uh, if we get the, the sound off in the telly and we all watch it in the pub or whatever, uh, it won't be too bad. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've got you on just to talk a wee bit about Kilmarnock, uh, new to the league, um, and obviously none of us here will be too familiar with Kilmarnock because it's been quite some time since we we last saw you. So. Your, uh, your manager, Alex Dyer, had to be replaced in the middle of last season. He was replaced by Tommy Wright, um, which seemed like a really clever idea. Uh, he'd been mooted for many jobs since he left St. Johnson and um, came in and brought you down. Yeah, I mean, I... I <laughs> he could, 
I mean, he has to take a wee bit of the blame in the sense yeah. he was there. He was there long enough that he could have kept us up. But that that squad that we assembled last 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 season was was dreadful, and it would have been. He, he basically did as much as he could because he was only able to bring in. He, he came in pretty much after the window had closed. I think he, he, yeah, he did come in after the window had closed. So he brought in Kyle Lafferty and he scored about a goal a game. I don't think he could ask for more than that, but. Fundamentally, it was trying to get the defense organized, and we had a bunch of players who couldn't be organized, and that that was that was basically the problem. And we had no good goalkeepers, um, and 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 that's not something he could rectify. So as much as he he did take us down, and and I I was I, I think he could have done better last season. I'm happy to give him a completely clean slate this year. It's a it's a brand new squad of players. He seems quite motivated by it. I I genuinely thought he was going to leave after. When I was sitting watching the the second leg of the playoff game, I thought like he's not he's not for hanging around here. Um, he just his his demeanor didn't seem like he wanted to. And then he came out and he's post match and was like very much like I'm still going to be here. I'm going to fix this. And I was like, all right, fair enough. Yeah. And he's he's made all the right noises this summer, so I'm happy to give him a clean slate and just you know he if there's, if there was a big list of people who were to blame for this going down last season, he's very nearly bottom of it. Yeah. So how's he? Uh, how's he started this season in terms of selections and stuff? Yeah, I don't think he can. I mean, we we really won three of the games in Drew Morton in a game where we we did dominate the game. Obviously, the, the East Kilbride fiasco, we we that game was awarded <laughs> against us, but on the park we comfortably won it. It's not been pretty. It's not like we've been, um, you know, smashing in goals left, right, and centre. But at the same time, we've, we've controlled all four games, as you would expect, because it's three lower league teams and then Morton, who should be one, or I expect to be one of the poorer teams in this league this season. And they were obviously obviously just stayed up in the playoffs last year. Um, it's been, yeah, it's definitely been a case of building from the back. So that, that's kind of been very apparent. You know, the, the structures there, the shapes there, what we've been lacking is kind of up up front in the attacking area, obviously um, pretty much the only striker and he started every game um, is, was Big Ennis Cameron, who obviously you had for a spell the start of last season and fairly fairly un, um, unsuccessful loan spell, I think you'd have to call um, it. Um, just a nothing spell. I think I saw, I think I saw him once, maybe. Um, nothing. I mean, yeah. it was obviously much better when he went to Aloha after it, but in terms of it was just a, a non-event. Yeah, the thing is, he's he's twenty one, so you would be kind of saying in normal circumstances, you know, he should be kicking on by now, but he lost he lost be- the best part of two years through injury. Um, so I'm willing to basically treat him like he's a nineteen year old and think, you know, he, he needs this season to hopefully, you know, but we need we need another striker in, and the plan is to bring in at least one other striker. But I think very much like yourselves, who knows when. Um, yeah. but yeah. I, as it stands, it looks like big, big, and this will probably be starting starting on Monday night. Um, I've certainly not heard anything in the offing, so that's probably where our weakness is in this squad at the moment. Because I think I think back goalkeeper to midfield or we've probably done quite well so far. Yeah, uh, I mean you've you've built an entire new team. What is it? Is it 16, 17, 18? New players? Yeah, it's, I've lost count. It's a, it's a lot of new players. It's pretty much every position. I think the, the only players that are, are still around, Rory McKenzie, Chris Burke and Brandon Honstrup from last season and Callum Waters, who we've not seen much of. He's been struggling with injuries. Um, and then, you know, some of the young guys. But apart from that, it's just a completely brand new brand new squad of guys. And, and that was very much needed. That was going to be needed whether we stayed up or not. Um, that, that group of players, so a couple of the ones that had been there a while had kind of come to the end of their 
their time with us and um, there were several loads of them that just weren't good enough. Um, so that wasn't a problem. I was happy to see the big clear out and more or less pleasantly, pleasantly, pleasantly surprised, not the right phrase. I'm more or less happy with what we've signed. Like uh, they've shown up all right so far. Yeah, obviously some of the players left, like uh, like Alan Power. Um, he was a kind of a mainstay, but um, his his time watching on was like a bit of a, a pyramid. It started off absolutely terrible, reached great heights, and just went back to exactly how he arrived. Yeah, that that cup game against you that he made his debut in, um, yeah. one of the worst performances I've ever seen. Because I remember we signed him from from Lincoln, who had got promoted out the English Conference. And he hadn't been a regular there. He, he played enough games, but he was he wasn't like he was, you know, the star man, and you think, geez, oh, what are we doing here? And then he played that game, he played another couple of games, and we thought, right, this guy's not just not up to it. And then it was a game before um Steve, like Steve Clark had been announced that he was going to be the manager, but he hadn't taken charge of the team. Yeah. Um, and so he was sitting in a stand on the, the Saturday and um away to Partick Thistle and Power came back in the team out of nowhere, and then he was brilliant, and he was pretty much brilliant for, yeah. for best part of two years after that but then last season it just didn't happen for him much like Gary Dicker who, who I think um, much underrated by our own support as well probably probably one of the better players in the last 20 years at Kelly but last season was a season too far for him as well um, he somehow ended up signing for Brighton in the Premier League but yeah. to be the to be an overage player in the under 23s apparently so fair, fair play to him um, but yeah so so that get I mean that that bunch all had they were they were excellent players for it, but but their, their time was up. Yeah, um, I was surprised that you signed uh, Blair Alston. Uh, he had a, a torrid time in in League One last season, so I was quite surprised to see he's going for him. How's yeah, it? I think uh, Tommy Wright worked with him at St Johnston, so he said that was kind of the the rationale for it. I he's got the number eight jersey, so you never know. But I, I don't think he'll be a starter once we're you know up at full strength. But he's been okay in the um, in the pre uh, the League Cup games, but he he doesn't influence the game enough for me. He's a very nice footballer. Like uh, he's the sort of player that you would like to watch. And I think if those games where we're winning, he'll be good because he'll keep yeah. the ball and he'll you know get the space and stuff. But I think if for like the Morton game, I, I just thought it, it passed him by when we were trying to chase the game and he he came on and it wasn't when he gets the ball, he tends to use it well, but he doesn't necessarily go looking for it a lot. And I think that's what you've heard from supporters like all these previous clubs. So. Yeah. Um, it, I, it wasn't one that I was kind of necessarily, and there was a couple of them that I wasn't really sure about, but it's it's not it's not a bad signing necessarily. I think there'll be games where it'll be useful. I just hope, I'll be worried if he's playing, you know, every week, because I, I don't think he's up to it. But if he's a, a squad option and he knows the manager and he's got a bit of experience and it's it's a fairly young team, then um, then fair enough. Has uh, anyone impressed you so far, the new signings? Yeah, so it's obviously a big, a big list. Then we, we, we signed two goalkeepers, um, Zach Hemming, who I think is on loan. From, I was going to say on loan from Middlesbrough. He's on loan from one of the northeast. I think he's from Middlesbrough. Um, he's 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 impressed so far. I mean, obviously not had a lot to do, but he just I I, I, I hasten. I don't know if I want to say this before a, a big game, but he, he kind of exudes an air of confidence. But the other guys, Sam Walker, they played two games each. Both look good. Jason Naismith, obviously, probably for me the 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 biggest name signing we made. Um, started really well as you'd expect. He's a Premiership player. He he could easily have had a contract in that league. I would have been happy for us to sign him if we'd stayed up as well. Um, he's he's been good. New captain Chris Stokes looks all right. Centre half, big no nonsense type player. I can imagine him doing well in the Championship. Stephen McGinn's been what you'd expect. Nothing special, but 
All right. And the, but the one who has stood out the most, I think, in pre-season has been Fraser Murray. Mm-hmm. I was sceptical with the signing a wee bit. Um, didn't really see him do much at Hibs. Um, obviously, he's got good quality players behind him there. I sort of ahead of him there. And he, he was on loan at um, Dunfermline last season, and, and he was all right, but I don't think he necessarily stood out. But Wright's put a lot of faith in him. He really seems to you know, fancy him as a player, and he's been very good in the preseason game. He's been playing on the left-hand side, and he's kind of coming, coming inside and scored a couple of goals, got a good shot on him, um, quite direct. The type of winger that I like watching, he, he's direct, but he also impacts the game he's constantly doing something he's constantly making things happen it's not just crosses it's running at people it's mm-hmm. um it's driving i think i think he's maybe if i was being i don't think he's got much in, like as much in the way of ability as some other wingers like i don't think that technically he's necessarily fantastic but i've been very impressed with him in the four games again with the, the caveat of the quality of opposition but he's he's been the standout in pre-season so far but we've not seen and much Liam Polworth, he's, he's been kind of working his way up to fitness. Um, and we've not seen Scott Robinson at all. We saw him, he played for his, he played for his several years ago, but that was as a, a defensive midfielder and now, now reborn, a, a player who I love watching at Livingston before. Yeah. I think he could be a big player once once he's fit. Yep. Um, when, when you're kind of saying about uh, quality of other, other wingers, it leads me nicely into something else I was going to ask you. Um, Chris Burke, it uh, seems that he just keeps coming up big forever uh, for you. How much is left in those old ginger legs? I think he's still, I think he's still got, um, I don't think, I've not got any worries about his fitness, I'll put it that way. I think he looks after himself really well. And his game's never been about, you know, pace or anything like that. Or maybe when he was like a lot younger, but his game since ever since he's been at Kelly, um, which is what, four years now, it's never been about pace. And, Technically, he's absolutely superb. He's the sort of player that you would happily pay your money to go and watch. Mm-hmm. Like when he gets the ball, the way the way he kind of caresses it, you know, he, he, a wee drop of the shoulder, a wee um, touch that just takes a defender out, and he always finds space to make a cross. He's so good at it, and the quality of his crossing is really good. I would be worried again. I'd be worried if we were expecting him to play forty games this season because he's going to be thirty-eight, but. I, I expect him to start all the big games. I, I would be shocked if he doesn't play on Monday, for example. Yeah. Um, and I he, there will be some left backs who will be given an absolute an absolute roasting by him. Um, there was the signs he had a really good partnership with Stephen O'Donnell um, a couple of years ago, and then the, the right backs have been there since. He's never necessarily worked up the same understanding with, but there have been signs of him with Naismith behind him being quite good because Naismith is quite happy to to overlap and just that distraction of someone going down the side, you know, it opens up for Burke because he's happy, even though he's, he's very right-footed, he's happy to cut in and, you know, do something with the left. So he's, I mean, he's clearly, he, he had offers to stay in the Premiership. I think that he was strongly linked with St Mirren. Um, but he definitely does genuinely seem to have an affinity with Kelly. He seems to actually, you know, want to be at the club and, and it was really great to see him hang around. Um to be honest, if we go up, I don't actually, I don't actually see why he couldn't then also play in the Premiership again with us. But I think, I think he's one of these guys that I wouldn't be surprised if he was still kicking about at forty because the ability he's got, he will always offer you something, um, even if it's you know eventually off the bench and stuff. But for now, he's he's the the best creative player we've got. Yeah, it was a weird signing at the well, not weird signing. It was a weird one at the time when he signed because obviously. 
at least from the outside, it felt like one that you would just kind of shrug your shoulders a bit at getting him. And probably now, if he was to leave, uh, would be a player you'd probably miss a lot. Yeah, it was. A, it felt like Lee McCulloch told Palzac, so he was the manager when they signed him and they brought in Burke and Broadfoot and you start thinking, ooh, not sure about these. And then, and then they were both they were both great for, for two or three years. Obviously, Broadfoot, another one who, who disappeared off a cliff, but Burke's performance, you've never done. He's probably actually got better as time's gone on because he was, he was excellent last season. Um, certainly, you couldn't pin much blame on him for, for the relegation. Um, so I... I I'm really pleased that we're kind of getting to watch him again this season. Um, as I say, fingers fingers crossed, he, he could. I think he could do another couple of years at least. Um, the the way he plays it now, if he wants to. Cool. Um, so kind of looking ahead to to the game then on Friday. How are you? What's your thoughts for uh, sorry for Monday? Obviously, you're getting the days of, days of the week mixed up because you you messaged me. The games are normally on the the Friday night in the championship. You, you messaged me yesterday about this podcast, and then I had to correct you on the calendar. But um, that, that's the that's the South Ayrshire education system, isn't it? <laughs> um, but the, um, yeah, yeah, I I'm really looking forward to the game. I'm I'm a season ticket holder, so I'll be lucky enough to to get along to it. Um, I've missed the last two derbies. Um, I missed the the I, I was out of the country both times. I missed the the League Cup one, and we are. But obviously you won, and I missed the the other uh, League Cup one that was uh, Rory McKenzie scored in yeah. what, 2014, maybe. So yeah. the last time I was at one was the the Scottish Cup um, double header, which was was obviously fantastic. Um, that that two two draw in the rain at Somerset, one of my favourite games I've been at, and um, and obviously the the replay was was good from our point of view. Um, I am thoroughly looking forward to this game. I. It's a, as I say, it's a real shame that we can't get the full the full atmosphere um, of one of these. But hopefully, as I say, by the by the next one, that will be the case. You know, because um, I think that's what makes it. And I think as much as as much as there's that kind of hatred and stuff like that, it's it's mostly well contained. Do you know what I mean? It's I, I, I mean I, I maybe be speaking too soon because folk will be folk will be fired up even more with with being away for it for so long. But I think there's an aspect of you know. I, I most folk I know that are United fans. We, we hate each other's clubs, but there's also that sense of well, at least you know you're not supporting Rangers or Celtic. You've you've grown up in Ayrshire and you've managed to avoid that part. So there's that wee grudging respect there. Um, but but yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to the game. I, I do I do think we'll win. Um, I've I've looked at you know I'm looking at Ayr squad just now, and I think there's there's still a wee bit of work that needs to be done there as well, as much as there is for ours. But. I think it'll be a battle. I think both managers will be happy to set up like that. I think um, Hop Hopkin, that that's how he's always played, and um, I'm I'm not expecting much pretty football, and and I think it will be a bit of a scrap. But I think we've got the players for a scrap. I think he'll do as well, and I'm hoping you know the wee the wee extra bits of quality that we hopefully have will will sort it out. But I would say that, wouldn't I? Yeah, obviously. I mean, nobody's going to say they're going to get beat here. I'm not necessarily predicting a, <clears throat> a good season for you this season, but um, not a hope in hell am I saying that we're, we're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you'll be, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty certain you'll beat us at least once this season. I'll kind of, you know, I, I feel like it's like you can't, you can't expect to get through this season without winning, you know, without losing one of the four derbies. But I'm just hoping if, if we can come out, you know, with with the superior record, then then I'll take that. Um, I mean, if we have to lose three of them, I'd rather win the last one that keeps you down in the league anyway. <laughs> it, could be, it could be in the playoffs. You never know. <laughs> we could play each other more often than that. 
Um, but, but fingers fingers crossed that's not how it is. But um, yeah, I I think it will be a, a really good spectacle. I think the fact it's on the telly, um, you know, I think people people elsewhere in Scotland underestimate it as a derby. I think you know it's kind of maybe failed in the same same one as like Motherwell v Airdrie or Motherwell v Hamilton and all that. But it's a much it's a much bigger game than that. There's much more passion behind it. I said the fact we had uh, I'd forgot about that when I was at that one um, twenty five thousand folk at, um, at Hamden for the for the cup semi final, um, which somehow I managed to forget about. But that that tells you the appeal that. Um, that these two, you know, clubs have when we come together, and I think I think it will be a good, a good way to kickstart the the championship season. I think it's a it's a good advert for um, for the league and all that. Yeah, um, I'm I'm certainly looking forward to seeing how Hotball comes up against uh, Tommy Wright and his newly formed team. Um, I think we've I think we've got a wee sneaky chance, um, but maybe not going to edge too much further ahead than that. Um, with the way that the Ursula Derby normally goes and the, the home team usually usually prevails. Yeah, I mean I, I've never seen his win at Somerset, so that that's that's kind of um, you know, I've been I've been multiple times and um hopefully hopefully that will that will stop this season. But yeah, I mean you, you never know. But I'm I'm interested. So, so it sounds like um it sounds like Aaron kind of going between a back a back four and a back five or a back three or whatever you want to call it. And so I'm interested to kind of see because We've struggled to break teams down. That's been our biggest problem, and and that's the one thing that concerns me. Is you know if if we score, it's probably going to be a mistake, something from a set piece, or you know just that you know a, a wee moment from someone. Because I don't think we are. I you can I can see it coming. I can see us kind of gradually growing into it. But mm-hmm. the now the big flaw in this team is you know creating chances or creating good chances we're creating half chances a lot um so it'll be interesting i i, I think hopkin knows how to frustrate teams and so and and as i say we are we are not going to we should have good shape as well because we've got we've got a back four and we've got two sitting in front of it and that's not going to be deviated much from it so it's putting a lot of pressure on the other four for us basically um so i think i think from from that point of view as well it will be interesting to see how the game goes yeah, um, I think Hopkins got he's got his probably not the guy that you would expect, but it, it looks like he's found probably the ideal striker for the way that, that he plays. Um, and Tommy Adelo, he's he's not like a, a hard working scrapper. He's he's like a, a clever scrapper. Mm. Um, so he's like a nuisance for defenders, but he doesn't he doesn't like run about and knacker himself. Um, he just kind of hangs about looking for. Where's the potential mistake? And he's always right there where the mistake is. And it just seems to just seems to work. And he's he's got quite a few goals so far uh, in the, the Betfred. I know the Betfred, the, the Premier Sports Cup, as it's now known. Yeah, you're, you're always one sponsor behind when you start talking about these things. So it's, um, I'm still <laughs> talking about the CIS Cup half the time. But um that, that's interesting because I think obviously, obviously, um I think I think we would have been starting the season with Robinson playing up front, and he's obviously a graduate of of Hopkin Ball um, from from Livingston, and, and knows how to kind of get in amongst that. But I think that it's come too soon for him. I don't I don't expect him to play, but that's kind of a similar type of guy. He just he just positions himself very cleverly, and yeah. it'll be interesting to see because as I say, our our centre back pairings new. I expect so Stokes is the captain, and he's an experienced one. 
I expect um, I expect certainly him to play. We've we've brought in um, the guy, a young guy, Sanders. I've not seen him play. He didn't play the, the two games that I was at. Um, I don't think he did anyway. Uh, no, he didn't. Uh, I was expecting to see Stokes and you and Murray lining up. They're, they're not the quickest, the two of them, um, but they're obviously very strong physically and all that. Um, and pose a threat at the other end as well. We've, we've also had uh, Dylan McGowan, who um, who played. Uh, I think. Who, no, sorry, his brother had a, a spell down with you, but uh, that was a long time ago. But um, he played he played centre back uh, against Strenard, but then moved into midfield as well. So we'll start we're starting to give ourselves options, I think, and I, and I don't expect us to sign any more defenders. But I think I think it'll be the Stokes and Murray who um, who start this game, and and it'll be interesting to see how they handle a kind of maybe a cleverer striker because we've, we've not really come up against that again. The, the teams we've been playing. Yeah, um, so when you were saying as well about the between swapping between the back four and the back five, um, it seems to kind of change as the game goes on, um, just fluidly. Muir, Adam Muirhead plays the kind of defensive midfield, and he he just drops in either when we don't have the ball or he'll go up, and we just kind of fluidly just have different amounts of players at the back. It's it's been interesting to get used to because uh, normally you expect to just have the four. Yeah, and I, and I think it's interesting because Hopkins has been someone who's, I mean, he had a lot of success with similar stuff with Levy, obviously got them up, up two divisions with that. And I think he's one of these managers because I know that I know they are fans of, certainly the ones that, that I was speaking to have had a few grumbles about him, but ultimately yeah. he did what he was brought in to do last year. And this is him building his squad. He's obviously filled it with a bunch of guys he knows well to have several several ones that he worked with in Morton. Um it's never going to be pretty, but ultimately if if he turns here into what he did with Livy, then I don't think anyone's going to complain. But if he turns here into what he did with Morton, then then maybe some of you will. So it's kind of a bit of a balance. It's hard to know how much it's kind of that Gary Hope syndrome. You don't know how much what he did at Livingston was actually him. Um so <laughs> It's a, I think this this season will be a big test for for Hopkins because if he gets it right, I don't think it's the strongest league. Like I think if he can get a run of wins together and stuff, as much as I know that's not what your fans are necessarily predicting, mm-hmm. there's a space in the playoffs up for grabs, no no doubt for me. I think I think us the uh, Fermin and Wraith are the three that stand out for me. But after that, I I don't I don't necessarily see a fourth team that's really obvious. Um, so it could be if if you know if he can do what he, he did before, it's it, it gets more, he got more than the sum of the parts out of the players. Um, as I say, I, I said that I've, uh, before, I would love um to have the Usher Derby back in the, the top flight rather than in this division. We've got to make do with what we can get, but um, I wouldn't necessarily grudge it a, a promotion and then an embarrassing uh, season in the, the Premiership. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, we'll just wait. Yeah. Because we've 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 not had one since. <laughs> oh, well, 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 not that I can remember since I started going, basically. Um, but I think that's that's going to be the the um, the sort of games that I'm looking forward to. But ultimately, the ones when the fixture list comes out, the ones that I'm immediately putting in the calendar are these four against against there, and I'm sure it's the yeah. same for you guys. It's 
it's what we want. Is you know, it, I it, it's we've not I've, I've never seen a league game between us. I think you'll be the same, Derek. Um, so it's only been cup games, so it's just going to be a really new dynamic to it, and yeah, bring bring it on, I guess. Yeah, um, <clears throat> my first uh, Ayrshire derby was one of my first games that I went to. It was uh, Robert Connor scoring um, the Coca-Cola Cup back then. Um, and it was the only time that an away team has has won in the, the derby since. So who knows? Maybe that's about to change. Maybe not. Hope not. Hope not. Uh... <laughs> so have you have you got a ticket? You going? Yeah, yeah. So we, we kind of had announced that basically all, all our season ticket holders were going to get one and that was um I mean that was basically it. So I was lucky enough, yeah, I've got one. So I've not got it through yet, but I've apparently we're just being basically given a seat and told that's where you're sitting. It's not necessarily the one you've paid for. So I could be in any of the four stands, um, and but I would just be just be happy to be there. Um and yeah, I'll be I'll be going down and then as I say, I think a strange experience when there's not the away fans, but um, yeah, I'm 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 really looking forward to it. And I'm really hoping, you know, that that we are on the way back to just getting along to these games. I want to be there at Somerset when um, you know, when it never that is October or something like that. And I want to be uh I want to be at the next one at Robbie Park, but it to be, you know, rocking the way we know it can be. And you know, if both teams are having a good season, especially you can you can imagine what that will that'll be like. Um some of those big cup games. I say that one, the replay that we won. As much as as much as there was a massive crowd at the the cup semi, and it obviously what it ended well for us. The the one that always the ones that always stick in my mind are those two cup games in um, in two thousand and nine, where that I mean that that day down at Somerset where we obviously should have won with the uh, missed the penalty um at two one up and then um was that Alex like Williams is that Alex Williams that scored um is that right what this Alex scored last yeah. Um, at the end, and then obviously big, uh, big Brian Prunty punching one in at Rugby Park, but I was, I was fighting back with ten men. Those the atmospheres for for both those games were incredible, um, and you don't get many nights at Rugby Park like that. And and yeah. I mean, I, I can't speak for it, but I assume you don't get many days at Somerset like that either. If, um, no, I mean you're as close to that as you were getting ever since is pretty much. Race Rovers in the uh, tight winning season a couple of years ago, and it wasn't wasn't close. There wasn't any, wasn't enough going on. Um, but that, that night, uh, that night at Rugby Park, as much as we lost, uh, lost three one in the end. Um, in terms of being in the stand and at least the first half when we're winning, it was absolutely brilliant night. Uh, second half a wee bit of grimmer, but <laughs> um, certainly the the first half was. Was a was a really really good example of what the Irish derby can be. Yeah, and no, I'm I just I'm just just thoroughly looking forward to it. As I say, I, I whatever happens, it's going to be a good game. There's going to be needle in it. There's going to be all that. And and even if the I think even if the players don't necessarily, I mean, most of them haven't played in one before. But um, as I say, I'm pretty sure the likes of Rory McKenzie will be in, in our changing room, and I'm sure you've got guys in, in yours as well doing the same that will be geeing them up for it and. They'll they'll know what it means. I think when they come out onto the park and stuff like that, even if they don't before it, because um, that that's kind of what it, what it will, you know, the, the atmosphere will still be you know vicious and whatever. And um, I'm I'm yeah, I'm thoroughly looking forward to that. And yeah, 
fingers crossed we get we get the job done it, 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 because it's the opening game and stuff like that as well you don't want you don't want to start your championship season you know you've just been relegated you don't want to start it by by losing at home to anybody but especially not not to your rivals yeah I'm, I'm not sure whether that takes maybe doesn't take away from the game because the, the the game is what it is and it's it's going to continue to be that but i wonder if it maybe just takes a wee bit away from the opening day that it's not that Usually it's kind of a bit of a fun. Um, see how see how things go. Hope we win. Whereas you're literally just straight into the poison. Yeah, yeah. I think you're. I think you're right. Like, I suppose having the bet Fred helps a wee bit, and that you've had some competitive games, but it's it's not the same. And I guess the thing is, you would get a big crowd for an opening game anyway, because it's the first game of the season. Um, in normal times. And, and it was a nice, I think it's a nice idea. And, you know, I'm sure the SPFL are thinking, well, you know, we've got this, we want people to pay attention to the championship this season. So let's put the, you know, the biggest game, the biggest game in the league on first. But the downside of that, as you say, is, well, that game would have been big, whether it was the opening day or it was, you know, five, six, seven, eight games into the season. Folk would, the same number of people would be there. It wouldn't lose any, anything. And especially with the restrictions this year, you know, if, as as we obviously hope, the restrictions more or less go and you can get full crowds in, well, it would obviously have made a lot more sense for this game to have been mm-hmm. after that because then they could have had on the TV, you know, an absolutely raucous stadium rather than, no doubt, a loud stadium, but a very one-sided atmosphere, um, which, yeah, I think will take away from it a wee bit. But you, you can understand why they, they, they want to... Um, they want to showcase the league in, in the opening fixtures to do that. And it, it's kind of like when we played each other in the, the League Cup, right? It, it wasn't a coincidence that they made that the the first game then either. Um, it, people want to watch, you know, you that's the sort of game that, that gets you really into a league because you're like, oh, right, you know, these boys hate each other kind of thing. It's not it's not Kelly v. Dunfermline or something, but it's, you know, fine, we've played them loads of times, we don't really care. Um, mm-hmm. So... There is that balance, but it does take a bit away a wee bit, but it's obviously lessened by the fact that we've, we've got another three coming up after it anyway. Yeah, uh, I mean, the 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 next one, um, probably slightly dampened by the fact that it's like a Tuesday or a Wednesday night uh, down in here. Um, so hopefully all the restrictions are, well, not all the restrictions, there'll be, there'll be still some, I'd imagine, but hopefully enough of the restrictions are, are gone by then that we can have a... Three thousand odds uh, air fans in at Somerset. Um, no, no away fans. <laughs> yeah, or you just, just don't want anybody throwing pies at you across that barrier. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll wait and see with that. But yeah, I think the sooner we can get it all back, um, the the better. And as I say, it's it's it sounds like our council have been a wee bit awkward with with this one, and I don't know if who the opponents are has played into that a wee bit. I'm sure they would they would rather not have the hassle to be honest, but. Yeah. Ultimately, some point it has to to get back, and fingers crossed it is soon. Yeah, man. Um, well, I don't have any any more questions for you. Uh, so thank you very much for coming on tonight. No, no worries. It's it's always good. I'm always happy to you know help out a, a podcast for a wee team and you know try and talk them up a wee bit and <laughs> all that sort of stuff. You know, when you get the big time clubs coming down to the championship, it's important to to raise the profile of the league, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, I hope you have a really nice Saturday and Sunday and uh, <laughs> uh, next week is torture 
<laughs> Likewise, Derek. It was yeah, great to speak to you, pal. Right, have a good night, man. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks for listening. Hopefully, when we're back, it's after the initial W.